0: Hello everyone and welcome to Stock Insiders with me Oriel Morrison. Now today we're chatting about skincare, cosmetics, wellness, all of my favourite things with ASX listed skin elements, the ASX code SKN. We're joined now by co-founder and good friend Peter Malone. Peter welcome back, so good to have you with us again.
1: Yes certainly Aurel. great to be here.
0: Now Peter... You and I have chatted at length about what you're doing with Skin Elements, um, but for those who have not met you as yet, Tell us a little bit about what I know is your absolute passion, Skin Elements.
1: Absolutely. Just in a thumbnail sketch, basically Skin Elements started as a research company and it set out to develop an antimicrobial, basically, package that will keep and preserve organic products once they get into the air. So if you can visualize a a banana getting peeled and put on the desktop and two days later it's going black, uh, that's because of the bacteria in the air that's attacking it. And, of course, if you want to preserve something organic and natural that you ingest or you can use in your skin, it's sensible to have ev- anything but a chemical preservative in it because then you're getting a, curve, a chemical overdose, which the body finds difficult to use and actively dispel from the body. So we set out to develop an organic preservative system that would give us the capacity to build products. And we started with our our, our first Basically, our first workhorse package was the sunscreen, getting a natural sunscreen built. And that took us an awful long time in terms of getting the preservative base established and operational and up to scratch. And at the end of the period, the good news is by 2015, we had effectively developed the right product to keep organic products safe and secure out of the fridge for up to five years.
0: You've done some pretty amazing things with the research over, as you said, not a short amount of of time. What sort of response are you getting today on your products? Because, of course, the focus on organics, on wellness, on health is so much greater now than it was even five years ago.
1: Oh, absolutely. And and look, that touches on the exciting things happening. Really, for us, the sunscreen is great and it got out just before COVID and launching and we sold quickly uh, around about $3 million for the product globally in test markets. Uh, then COVID hit us. And then, of course, we became introspective looking at what else we could do because the shops were closing and things weren't as buoyant in the retail space uh, from a physical position. It was going back onto an online. And if you were known online that was great. If you weren't, you were having to reestablish yourself, which we did. But what it what it enabled us to do was to tackle not just the bacteria and germs that were floating in the atmosphere. We then said ourselves: Is would, would our antimicrobial base kill off viruses, golden staff, things that no one's been able to tackle properly with significant chemicals? They were often killed, but without with, it, with humans interfacing with these type of uh, very dangerous chemicals it's often impossible to do it, and that was the problem. So we we ended up with an alcohol structure keeping us safe in COVID, which really didn't keep us safe at all. If you know the structure of alcohol, it's a steriliser, a very good steriliser used in operating theatres around the globe. At the end of the day, as soon as the alcohol evaporates from your hands, you touch something, you're no longer sterile. So it's a bit of an oxymoron. Keeping ourselves sterile with alcohol was never going to be a proposition. But governments had nothing else to deal with, so we understand why it happened. So we set out to see whether our microbial base would work with viruses. And to the uh, good news across our, our, our company base, it not only worked, but it's a thousand times more powerful than the most stringent and toxic chemicals in competition. So now it's actually shown that safe natural ingredients are many times stronger than the worst chemicals we're using to kill off some of these germs and bacteria and now viruses. So it's now put us into a totally different arena, which we're now starting to capitalise on.
0: Tell us how you're doing that. Essentially,
1: we're getting out to, we've used a, a group in Australia, the Mayo Group out of Sydney, and they are now presenting to all the major retail parties in Australia who would be able to retail, and we've called our product Supercover. It's S-U-P-R-C-U-V-R, and it's a very, very significant change to disinfectants in international markets in the sense that you can spray it in the room that you're actually working in with food on the table, and it has no impact on the food and no impact on the humans in the room but it kills off completely any viral bacterial um, issues within that space so it's a it essentially is the same as the tesla to petrol cars it's a game changer in the way it deals with the problem it allows people to use our product and look at this there's products that use these very, very stringent chlorides and they try to pass them off by using small quantities of the chlorides in their mixtures as safe. I was only talking to a a group of people on the weekend who came from Victoria and they use a particular uh, product that's retailed through the Victoria and apparently it's all through childcare and whatever and they believe it's completely safe and when you look at the ingredients, it's nothing more than the toxic chlorides and you're spraying those in childcare centres and places where kids are at. And, of course, you don't have anything else theoretically at the moment. In your perspective, that's what you use. So the upshot now is for the retail market to get hold of Supercover. And that'll, that'll happen in the process we set aside with our distributor.
0: And how long, what sort of time frame do you have for really getting that out?
1: Our target is before Christmas. We've We've got a lot of product in our distributor, Pacific Health Group. And they've got a lot of product ready to move on. They've got, in their own right, the bulk market, which is the the big cleaning companies that deal with cleaning buildings throughout the country, uh, keeping schools and hospitals and the like clean every day. And that's just your general cleaners. And, and of course, with SuperCover, you can adjust the quantity of SuperCover with water to allow for you different type of cleaning applications. So if it's a deep clean, you use the product meat. If it's actually heavy traffic area, like on a bus station and handrails and stations and trains and whatever, you can use it at at only 50% uh, to concentrate. And if it's just somewhere in your home, which is low traffic and low risk areas, you can probably go down 10%. So what happens now is it's, it's able to compete with any cleaning product that's been in existence it's about a third of the cost of them so in sense whatever you're using to clean the schools around the country you can cut your cost by a third and use super cover in terms of the product cost it's significant across the board so by Christmas we're hoping to have the retail marketplace putting it on the shelves and the wholesale marketplace is in discussions with a number of parties the way the the government's work, though, though we've had TJ approval, they want to see the product signed off by their own administrations in each, in each of the states, normally. And I talked in Perth, particularly they the tenders closed in June. We, we appointed our wholesale guys in uh, January. By February and March, they were getting product. They put it out to all the government departments. But at the end of the day, it's been put into the tender process for recommendation to be added to the a list of approved products for government and WA, and that tender's closed and it's any day now it should open. And I think I'd be, I'm not going to second-guess their decision, but I'm pretty sure, you know, there'd be no reason why they wouldn't bring it on board as an extra product to run against the chemicals.
0: What, what would that What would that mean, like being included on that sort of government tender list? What, what does that mean for sales?
1: Well, I look... Pacific Health have got a target of one point two million litres for government departments in in Western Australia, particularly. Um, that's a multi-million dollar contract for them, and obviously the same for ourselves. And that's the type of process they see for every every annual contract for these type of government departments. Now there's the same thing there's tenders happening in Queensland at the moment. They're in the same process. There's slightly different processes in Victoria and New South Wales which are in the mix on. So it's, it's part of the process for us to get our product into the street. You've got to go through these different channels before they get given the tick. But the overarching issue is they don't move until the TJ approves them. We got that a year ago they're now doing their own individual approvals and they're in process. And I'd be surprised if we didn't start to see those announcements being made before the end of the year.
0: Now, what does this mean for international markets, if indeed anything, Peter, because obviously you are working on distribution deals outside of Australia um, as well, but that TGA approval doesn't necessarily travel. So so tell us how you're going there.
1: Yes. And that's a good point. Ariel, the upshot is, in internationally, most countries have their own approval systems like TGAs and the like. However, uh, particularly in Asia, they do have their own approval systems, but they defer very heavily to often Australian approvals. And what I can say to that is that we have uh, a distribution program being initiated for Indonesia. And of course, uh, the size of that market is enormous. And uh, we're going into Taiwan as well. As a strategic location in that part of the world, because some of the biggest chemical companies have started in Taiwan. One of the biggest companies is roughly a hundred billion dollar business, which is sort of as rivals the BHPs of Australia. Uh, very, very enormous companies, global global reach. So we've gone up through into their country, their country as well, to get the product on the street. Um, but at the end of the day, though there's a capacity to take the product in every country there are checkpoints now to get around checkpoints another thing we've also seen what's happening is tga's qualify products above a certain limit if you want to get into hospitals and very specialized areas you need hospital grade product but to sell just domestic grade product a lot of these products have never been anywhere near the tga so we have also come out with a second variant of our product which is our uh, essentially our super cover light and that doesn't carry the the stringency of the super cover log 7 it's a more domestic product it's come about because we've actually been able to dilute our concentrate and the concentrate is a dilutable product and it's been able to go into places where you don't want such a heavyweight product um, you're not trying to do a deep clean, but you'd like to be clean enough to cover all bacteria on most of the other types of issues outside viral. And that has enabled us to get into a product range that is, you know, it'll be a retail point around the prices of any disinfectant in the supermarkets. So you'll see globally that could go straight away to every international market without any delay.
0: Wow. And how quickly are we going to see that happen, Peter?
1: Well, that's what we're looking to do before Christmas, ideally with Mayo and its retail groups. Um, And that would be huge for us because that'll get us on the shelf. It'll get us into the mix and it won't have any premium. Our our premium to disinfectants will be slight just because the power will be a thousand times stronger. And obviously the components in the mixture are a little bit more than normal products. But our our version that's going to be light will be able to mix it on price point. It'll be the same price or, or cheaper. It'll be a thousand times, it'll be probably, it's a log five, it'll probably be a hundred times stronger. Um, it'll be safest because it'll be plant-based, of course, as well, and with no chemicals. So it'll win on probably the still the three points that all products are measured on.
0: So explain to us the log system. How does that work?
1: Okay, the log system is basically, the best example is earthquakes that use the log system as well. Scientific, scientists use the log system. A one to a two, a two is 10 times more powerful than a one. A log three is 100 times more powerful than a log one, 10 times more powerful than log two. Log three is the normal standard score for a disinfectant in Australia. There are some now have got to a log four, chemicals that can be used at a log four, and that means they are since essentially 10 times stronger than a log 3 log so if you see 99.3 that's three nines that's a log three if you see 99.99 that's four nines that's a log four now we got a ninety nine point nine 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 nine. so ours is 1000 times stronger than the average disinfectant at a log four and 10,000 stronger than a log three, which is normally if you go to your normal store where you walk into these days and look at the product they're putting on for the hand sanitizers and pull the bottle up and have a read of it, you'll find some 99s on it. And most of them are 99.9 or, or certainly some of them have a 99.99. That's the strength. And that tells you something about the difference between our product and what's on the streets. Now, of course, no need to panic. We're not trying to remove viruses off everyone's hands. Uh, bacteria and germs is a good start. And that does make our businesses cleanlier than they are historically pre-COVID. And all it's said to us is that you know issues such as cleanliness are critical, particularly with viruses, but they've always been critical to a level with just general bacteria. And so at the end of the day, uh, our product at 99, our log 5 will be 99.999, which will be 10 times to 100 times stronger than what's sitting on the shelf in shops, offices or whatever.
0: Peter, at the moment, as an investor, if I'm looking at your company, your market cap around about between 11 and 12 million at the moment. With, this, with these kind of deals that you're talking about with this new product that you hope to have in supermarkets or in, at your, in your distributors by the end of the year, what does your, in your estimation, what does your market look, cap look like in 12 months' time?
1: Look, I think it, what it goes to is that we're changing from a research and development business, a very, very high-level research. We're very, very deep in this space. I mean, the company spent 15 years in, in labs working on antimicrobial technology, organic or antimicrobial technology, and spent thirty, five to forty million dollars in that area. We we compete with anybody in the big drug companies that have spent thirty to forty five million on a small small project. And our product is so deep that we become globally one of the best in the street. Now, you know, at the end of the day, if everyone was to use it globally, it's probably companies up for a Nobel Prize. But at the end of the day, it's it's how well this is accepted. And at the end of the day, it's also how we disperse it into the street and get the, the word out there. And we live in Australia. If we were in America it would be a different proposition. We live in Australia, so therefore we've got different paths. But what I what I do say is the income stream, if it takes off the way we think it does, it eclipses all the funds we've raised and invested in the R&D. So it, it does give as a big upside to looking forward to. And again, at the end of the day, it comes down to advertising and marketing and and, and which is where we're going at the moment. We're, we're sort of changing roles within the company and we're embarking on a, an employment program for marketing and salespeople. And so that'll be the key part. We don't need research people and biotech specialists. We need marketing and sales specialists. And, and, and part of that will be supporting the distribution effort and working with our distributors globally so you can see where the focus i've got is to move the business we've now got a very good array of organic product anyway we've got our historic sunscreen saleo we've got our recent therapeutics which is Papyr Actives, and now of course we've got our disinfectant supercover
0: yeah, it's it's certainly been a really interesting business. We've been following it very closely, Peter. So, just a quick question before we let you know, let you go. You've got a lot coming up in the next six to twelve months. So what are the big announcements that we can expect? I mean, obviously, this comes a lot of it comes down to distribution, as we've been talking about, um, and government tenders as well. But but what what should we expect from Skin Elements over the next sort of six to twelve months?
1: Look, I think our our, our platform shows us that distribution is the key. We need to get it into the street and we need to have some decent contracts written. And that's the focus. And And it is a very, like all these things, a very difficult process to get started because it's brand new. It's exactly the same path that when Musk was peddling around with the Tesla project, he started in 2003 with his little team. It wasn't until 2012 he got his first car on the street bought by, I think it was Hertz, a, a decent client that showed that we can now... Or take the risk and buy an electric car, and and we've done that 2003 to 2012 period. That's our nine years, ten years we've already done. So in some ways we've been underwater as a public company, invisible to most of the market. We only popped up as a public company in the last you know four years. So in some ways the first part of that was done as a private company. So we're in camera in that. Now that we're out of camera, and we've now got our products into the level we need them to be, the first major distribution point will establish the base for the company's product and confirm market acceptance. And that's really the process at the moment. We've got the threads of that happening. We've got certainly uh, bus companies that have to spray every day and kill all sorts of things. They've started to shift over and there's you know a thousand bus companies in Australia in some shape or form. And... You know, the, their market is strategic and that's happening for us at the moment, just starting in the early stages. Um, separately to that, we've got uh, businesses that are um, really looking after, I mean, you know, as a, I just found out yesterday that the the cleaners that look after the Optus Stadium use Supercover. So stadiums, huge opportunity for us. And therefore, the cleaners here have jumped in and got it early and uh, – Every stadium in Australia would be at some point need, and they fog every week, of course. So the upside is really the first big contracts. Separately to that, the international side is getting some of these international distributors up and running. So I think twenty twenty three is the period we've set aside to do that with a whole new group of staff that will look after handle that. Um, I think the we would expect the capital structure to change a bit. We'd expect the uh, certainly the the market capitalization on the company not to reflect the R&D work which it only does at the moment we'd expect it to see value attributed to the sales we begin to write and i think therein lies the opportunity for skin get into skin before it switches its colors and becomes a a very clear commercial business because i believe the market will very much go with this type of program because everybody's contacting me to say that we're in the right space reinforcing to us that we've got the right product range, reinforcing to us that the market has changed. It's globally now a different market than it was even 12 months ago. In the days when Fresh and Wild and Whole Foods and the like were putting out the products for ingest- for people to buy food products, the market took a while to shift. We're now coming through with the skin products, the cosmetic products, the uh, products that you use in households and we wrap around humans all day. And... That's our strength, and I think over time it takes a little bit to be digested and distilled before people realise what we've got and then they suddenly go, you know what, I shouldn't be using what I've got in my house today, I shouldn't be using what I've got in my laundry, I definitely shouldn't be using these sunscreens, I definitely shouldn't be using these skincare products that have got chemicals in them. At the toxicity levels they've got them in to do the job they needed to do, they aren't ideal for the skin to compete with that type of chemical mix every day. And at the end of the day, the market will shift, and you know we saw it. We got into this whole space. I might just touch on. Supersize Me came out two thousand four. It was on food. We said we won't be in food. We'll go into into skin product. The food companies will have the ballast to go out and deal with the food issues. We'll, but we can see now it's going to move from food to skin, and you know food has become. A very big agenda and the new generation of people that are looking to buy food every day now go down to the path where whole foods created and look at all these better fruit products they don't want the toxicity of some of those preservatives in their in their food to use they're very careful with their kids and suddenly it's now getting pushed across the creams and that's where skin elements is one of the key companies in that space
0: Peter, as always, it's it's just great to, to be able to chat to you. We're really looking forward to watching your progress over the next six to 12 months. I know it's going to be a very exciting time for you. Um, so thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us.
1: No, great as always, Aurel, anytime.
0: And that wraps it up for this edition of Stock Insiders with me, Aurel Morrison. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll be back next week with more.